Welcome to episode 28 of the Tanya Judgment Podcast. I'm John, your host. Last week we had on uh, my lovely fiance, Sophie. Had a lot of fun with that one. We had a good time, you know. Talked a little bit of shit. You got to... She's a little bit more comfortable on the mic now, so you got to see how she really is. You know what I mean? What I'm really dealing with here. I'm just kidding. Don't kick my ass. We have a lot of fun. It's a brisk one out there. Great week so far. Very hectic. A lot of late nights out of nowhere, you know? I think last night I was out till 7. But tis the season, baby. Let me shut my... my my ringtones off, so this thing isn't dinging in our ears the whole time. Goodbye, good night, thank you. Hope everybody's doing okay out there. Hope you're staying warm or trying to. You know, we're about to get hit with a really, uh, really nasty Arctic blast here, coming right out of left field. Um, I know it's supposed to get down to like negative twenties over here. I know up in New Hampshire, Maine, looking at like negative 50 with the wind chill. Gonna be something else. Gonna be something else, I'll tell you. But it's winter time. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, this is where you find, this, this is where you see who's who's the real deal and who's not, you know? You find out, the you find the weak links, you know? See me, I'm alright, you know? I don't believe I've said this before, but, you know, I I personally get myself ready every year. Starts in the fall. Winter prep, for me, begins in the fall, you know? I Everybody starts bundling up. They put their sweatshirts on and shit. They want to look fucking cute in the pictures. Girls put their hats on, you know what I mean? Their Ugg boots, all that happy horse shit. Not me. Not tonight, you know. I uh, I'm out there like an idiot in my t-shirt, and everybody looks and everybody laughs and everybody points. You know what I mean? They don't get it. They're like, "This guy's up to something." You know what I mean? He's got no no sweatshirt on. It's it's forty degrees today. What is he out of his fucking mind? And am I comfortable? I'd be lying if I said that I was. You know what I mean? At first, at first, let me. Let me clarify. At first, you know, first couple weeks, you know, it's like 40, you know, you might get like a 37 degree day and it always happens like in an instant, you know, one minute it's 50 degrees out, 55, you know, nothing can go wrong. You get fired from your job. You're like, eh, who gives a fuck? You know, it's 55 degrees out. We're good. You know, um, and then all of a sudden it just, bam, it just hits you. You know, I especially notice it right around like, like the week or two before Columbus day. That's when it really kicks in. Cause by that point it's the rut. I'm out, I'm looking for moose. And at this point, you know, moose peeping is in full swing for me. It's the rut. They're excited. You know, they're horny, they just, they're out, they're like cockroaches, they're everywhere, you know, so, and I, you know, I'm driving around, 
I got the windows down. It's 20 degrees out, freezing my ass off. And I got the heat all the way up to try to combat it a little bit. You know, throttle it down just enough to where it's like somewhat palatable. And uh, by the way, what what's better than that? Like a summer day, you've got the air conditioning turned up to 11 in your car, but you got the windows down. For me, it like puts me in a fucking trance. You know, I love that. Same thing in the winter. Heat cooking, you know, can't feel my feet, and I've got the windows all the way down. It's like my favorite thing ever. Just gives like a totally different, totally different vibe, you know? But, uh, yeah, like that, that, that week or two before Columbus Day is like where shit starts to hit the fan a little bit. But that's where my prep begins, you know? Looking for moves, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, you know, you wake up in the morning. It's a little bit dark out, and it's getting colder in the mornings. Maybe you're waking up. It's 35 degrees. Holy shit, you know? The first thing people do is grab their sweatshirts, not me. Uh Uh-uh. I'm still doing my job as a New Englander. T-shirt only. You know? I got this kid, he posts, you know, I'm part of a lot of plumbing pages and shit like that on Facebook. That's one thing about Facebook. I I love that they've got a million groups. But back to what I was saying. You know, you, he posts about what should I wear for layering? How do you guys stay warm during the winter? Now, mind you, this kid lives in the South, right? And I'm like, what is this kid's problem, you know? So I responded, you know, I can't help myself. I I love to stop fires in Facebook groups and then just walk away, you know, and just let them play and see how it plays out. You know, people commenting all kinds of crazy shit at me. Then they end up arguing with people that they are agreeing with initially. It's just amazing. And then I come back later on and, See the carnage I've done. But uh, the kid posts that. And I just said, listen, for me, I said, you got to understand. I said, I 20 degrees and above that you should not have anything on but your regular attire. You don't need anything. Your body can acclimate. That's what I do. That's my rule of thumb. 18 degrees, which I think tomorrow morning is going to be 18 <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely. Probably going to be a, uh, a a mild, thin, raincoat, sweatshirt, some bullshit. You know? Just to get the edge off. But above that, you need to get ready. Because my philosophy is this here. You get used to wearing a sweatshirt, right? You put a sweatshirt on. The minute that it starts to get a little chilly out, now... You're used to being at that 55-degree mark. So anytime you get caught lacking and you don't have that sweatshirt on, let's say, all right, so prime example, this kid that posted this, he's an apprentice, okay? For four years, his job is to learn, you know, first and foremost, but 80% of his day is gophering, 
What do I mean by that? I mean, 80% of his day, you know, his master plumber or his journeyman saying, listen, go out to the truck, get me this, you know? And it's not just like a thing where it's like, oh, you're the, you're the peon, you do the running around. It's because we're doing the work that needs to get done while you do that, but you're also learning all the fittings. There's no better way to learn something than to just dive into it head first. You know, you want to learn a language, watch the news in Spanish. You want to learn plumbing fittings or tools, go to work in a plumbing warehouse or go in, in Gopher, you know, but that's 80% of your day. So if you get used to being at that 55, 60 degree mark, you, you know, ambient temperature wise, and you take your sweatshirt off because it's warm in the house. Now you got to run outside. Hey, go give me an inch and a half T-Y. Bam. You go out. You're going to be fucking freezing. What are you going to do? You're going to take the second to put your uh, your sweatshirt back on? I ought to fucking slap you. You know? Go and get it now. Don't wait. Get it now. So that's that's my my thing. Don't Don't wait. Be, you know, suffer for a week, get the chill out your bones, and then you'll be mint for the rest of the summer. Uh, the winter, rather. And like the other part of what I was, what I said to this guy is I said, you know, and also as the apprentice, you there's no reason you should be cold. All day you're supposed to be go, 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 go. Even when you're sitting behind me, observing, learning, watching, you should be handing me the next tool over my shoulder, the next fitting. Not only should your brain be absorbing things, but you should also be, and this is after a while, of course. I'm not saying first day, day one, you come in and you're like, oh, the next thing you're going to need is a is an inch and a half by inch and a quarter to say, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is after a while, six months, whatever, after gophering and, and learning, you're going to pick up on different shit. So you're going to say, well, when we did this last week, we needed to install this, then this, then this, then this. And this happens over time. And you'll get the hang of things. So you're going to be, you know, when I was doing this with my grandfather, before he could even think of the next thing that he wanted, I made it a point to have it over his shoulder, ready to rock and roll. And he's got the bad road cups, so I'm being... I'm being exaggerative. It, it would be in a reasonable place for him to grab it without hurting his, his rotocop, you know? Um, so I'm like, there's no reason for you to be cold, kid. Grow a pair, you know, be ready, work hard. See, the whole point of, of an apprentice at the end of the day, call it what you want, you're teaching them, whatever. I said, your job is to do the running around so we can get fat and rich. That's that's it. That should be the job title. You run so we can sit here and get fat and rich. And that's the truth, you know? And uh, everybody's, like, for the past two days, everybody's just losing their mind. They're like, oh, my God, it's going to be so cold. Where the fuck are you going? Nowhere. You're going to do this weekend what you've done for the past six weeks. Better yet, you do this 52 weekends a year. 
absolutely nothing. You are going to wake up at 9 a.m. You are going to cook your kids Mickey Mouse pancakes. Then what you're going to do is you're going to grab your phone and your cup of coffee and you're going to go into the bathroom and mommy's going to take a dump. And after 45 minutes, mommy's going to realize, shit, I don't hear anything going on. What are the kids doing? Wipe up, boom, 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 rush out of the bathroom, go into the living room. Kids are watching uh, Felix the Cat. No big deal. Then you're going to probably sit there, look outside. Maybe there's a finch in the yard, a cardinal. You're going to think it's a message from your dead aunt. Then 12 o'clock comes. You heat up some Tyson chicken nuggets for the kids. You know, maybe throw a, a, a quinoa salad down your throat just so you feel on point. Then you're going to call your husband, ask him why he's still not home. 2.30-ish around there, even though you know he works till 4.30. And then at 5 o'clock, you're going to eat dinner. After that, you're going to go to bed. You're going to watch Grey's Anatomy or some bullshit show while he sleeps on the couch, and then you're going to go to bed, okay? In my world, that's nothing. You know, you're not you're not changing the world. You're not You're not traversing the Great Wall of China. You're not doing anything epic. You know what I mean? It's a lazy weekend. So what difference does it make if it's fucking 10 degrees outside, negative 20 degrees outside, or 110 degrees outside? You still got a climate-controlled house. Unless you live in Texas, you're going to die tonight. Because those guys don't have any heat. At this point, Texas should make it cold. That you have to, if, you, if you've if you got a system that, well, any new house should have a heating and cooling system. Because the past two years, they have been getting these cold snaps and getting blasted. And usually I wouldn't care. I go, you know what? What happens in Texas stays in Texas. But here's what happened last year, right? Check this shit out. And for those that don't know and we're dealing with certain things, now you're going to know. So... Last year, Texas had that cold snap, as everybody did. But in Texas, they don't have any form of heat. You know, they rely on the outside. Duh. You know, it's a fucking practically a desert in most of Texas, you know. And what happened was is that cold snap came in and everything froze up. Now, you got to keep in mind, and I could be wrong on this, but my, this is my understanding. You know. In the Northeast over here, everything is underground, buried below the frost line, or it's inside your home, well within the building envelope. So there's almost, I'm not going to say there's no chance of freezing up, but it's pretty damn good. The odds are well in your favor. Well, in Texas, the South, they've got a habit. They put all of the water meters outside. They put their water heaters outside on the side of the houses. I mean, crazy shit. Crazy shit. So you can imagine when a cold snap comes in out of nowhere, bam, all of their shit's just going to get fucked up. And there was videos online 
of like whole houses covered in ice and, you know, ceilings caved in and ice cascades in the middle of their fucking living room. I mean, it was like crazy, you know? But what happened was the that wasn't even the worst part. It was the aftermath, you know? It's kind of like a tornado hit. It's always the aftermath that's the ass kicker for the rest of the world. Well, when that happened, you know, as you can imagine, most of the state was affected. Now, Texas is no slouch. It's pretty goddamn big. If you don't know, check out a map. But um, everybody and their mother needed plumbing products. There were companies from up here driving down there for, you know, premium wages to do repairs on these houses and buildings and schools and whatever. And literally all of the material in the United States got rerouted. So if there was a truck headed to um, headed to Massachusetts, they got a phone call. They said, hey, turn your ass around, Hucklebuck. Bring that shit to Texas. We're paying overtime. So literally, I mean, tubing, drainage, fittings, um, boilers, you name it. There was... We weren't able to get shit up here in the Northeast. I don't know how that was for the rest of the world, but I know for the Northeast over here, we were fucked. Um, Like, one of the boilers that we typically install is called a Navian. That's the brand. When you called Navian for literally for like three months, when you called, they had a message when you dialed, and it said, we're experiencing longer than average wait times due to um, the freeze-ups in Texas and in the South. Wait times can vary from 30 minutes to five hours. Please stand by. And I shit you not, I, if I had a dime for every time that I had to wait three hours to get a hold of somebody there, I'd be a, I'd be fucking billionaire. Jeff Bezos would be paying me. You know what I mean? It was crazy. Crazy, crazy. It just put the kibosh on everything going on. So... Hopefully that doesn't happen again. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Everybody's bracing right now, you know? If you're in the South and you listen to this, go and get yourself some electric heaters. Don't be a cheap ass. Just get it done, you know? You guys are paying $100,000 for your, for your mansions anyway. Just go and spend the money that you'd be spending there on some heaters. Play it safe. And anybody listening to this in the Northeast or anywhere else that's getting affected by the cold, turn your thermostats up to 72 degrees. Just do it. Just do it. And this is coming from me. I safeguard my thermostat at 64 degrees year-round. That is non-negotiable. And I wish Sophie was here because I'd tell I'd have her tell you guys for me. We don't fuck around in this house. Thermostats at 64, rain should have shine. So set your thermostat to 72. You're going to be un- uncomfortable. Worst comes to worst, you get hot. Crack a window three inches. Put your face in front of it. 
shove your head in the fucking freezer, and you'll be good to go. And this is coming from me, you know? Um, And it just protects your house, not only from freeze-ups at that time, but let's just say that, let's just say that, you know, the power goes out. Because usually these cold snaps come with crazy wind. It's just just fucking happens. Right? So if your power goes out for an hour, let's say. Let's say, you know, a line drops, transformer blows, whatever. Now you're fucked because it's a race against the clock. Every 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 second that passes, your house temperature is is dropping. And it might not be by a degree. It might be it might be by a tenth of a degree. But still, that's that that will add up over time. So next thing you know, in a cold snap where it's negative twenty with a wind chill, especially in a in a drafty house, you're fucked, you know? It could drop, you know, in upwards of ten degrees in an hour. And if you've only got, you know, your heat set to so I, you know, I went into a house today. They had the heat set to sixty. I'm like, you're dead man walking. You know, you say, oh well, it's only going to drop to fifty. Yeah, but you got to remember, it's a drafty place in the house on on the walls. Most of these houses up here in the northeast have baseboard, pop. You know what I mean? And then you got to pay me, and you do not want to do that. Trust me. Okay, so turn the, the, your thermostats up. And then that dirty rat, punks a Tony Phil. This is this is what gets me. This is what makes me belly laugh. You know, I see on the news today that punks a Tony Phil has made his announcement. It's Groundhog Day today, I guess, and he said that there's going to be more winter, and everybody is losing their motherfucking minds. I cannot even tell you the number of middle-aged women that are bugged out on my Facebook feed. You know, it went from like Betty Crocker devil's cake recipes to fucking all-out panic and pan- you know and 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 craziness and madness and mania about us having whatever it is four more weeks of winter. First of all, let's let let's let's cut the bullshit right now. This guy has been wrong for 20 years. For the past 20 years he has been dead wrong. Okay? That's number 1. Number 2, why are we taking advice from a ground rat? Okay? Doesn't make any sense. And number 3, even if he's right, shut up. Think about this, you know, and this is what makes me, this is what makes me laugh. For the past, like, all right, we're in winter, right? I'm using air quotes here. We're in winter. For the past, like, month and a half of this winter, it's been, like, in the 50s during the week. It gets down to, like, 30 at night. It's fucking unheard of. We've been incredibly spoiled. Not me, but... The rest of the population who doesn't like the cold and bone chill and cold, they're all, you know, they've been jumping up and down for the past fucking, you know, month and a half. 
every job I go into, you know, you know how it is. Everybody's nervous, you know, you're looking for some common ground, you know, and literally 90% of the houses I go into, it's always, can you believe the weather we're having? Who would have thought 50 degrees in December, 40 degrees in February, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it is pretty crazy, you know, but it's like, do you guys forget like the minute that this rat goes on the on the television and pisses on the guy with the hat, which I guess I guess when he pisses on the guy with the hat, it's be it means that there's more winter on the way. You know, cuz that's something that I've noticed. I'm pretty I'm pretty well observant. And uh I'm like D- did you guys forget about how spoiled you've been? You know, even if we get another four weeks of winter, God forbid, maybe it'll it'll resemble like the shadow of what a real winter is and was. Shut up. Enough. Okay? And he's wrong, like I said, he's wrong twenty years going now. So the reality is we're having this cold snap this week. It's gonna be negative twenty five here in mass. Guess what? It's going to be 50 on Sunday. I'm sure. And I'll take that. I, I will take that bet. You want to throw somebody down? Call the Tainted Judgment hotline right now. Tap in. We'll throw. We'll make this shit happen. You know? And speaking of rats, I just want to throw this out there. Flushed Away is now on Netflix. I'd love to say it's forever, but it doesn't... Nothing lasts forever. Especially with fucking Netflix. They go, oh, it's a good movie. It's a good show. Everybody likes it. Yank it. Pull it. You know? Take it off. Nobody needs to see that shit. Shame on them for enjoying this. You know, let us let us take this down now, ASAP. So go check out Flushed Away. I, I love that movie. Just, it's simple, oddman brother movies that make me laugh. Wallace and Gromit. You know what I mean? All of them. Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Wrong Trousers. Grand Day Out. Um, a Close Shave. Uh, you know, I mean, A Matter of Loaf and Death. It just makes me laugh. Chicken Run. We were just up in up in uh, Colebrook talking about this. Jared and I, who I had on the podcast. We were just talking about Chicken Run. We look at Nick. You know, I see Nick and he's got his, he bought this new mission helmet. I bought one as well. I'm not overly shocked. I've been told I'm wearing it wrong. That's to be seen. Um, I'm sure this weekend we'll be trying it again to see if I could dial it in. But, you know, he's got this helmet on and he just looks goofy. And it's not because the helmet looks goofy. I mean, it, it looks a little bit goofy, but him wearing it is just like the, the icing on the goofy fucking cake. And uh, I said to Jared, I go, look at this kid. I go, doesn't he look like uh, Rocky from Chicken Run? And he goes, oh, my God, he does. He really does. He looks like a claymation cock. But Chicken Run flushed away, which was CGI, but it was made to look like traditional Oddman fashion. You know, they nailed it. Just amazing. And always British. That's the best part. You know? 
I love the British people. They don't even have to say anything funny. All they got to do is like be themselves and it just comes out hilarious. I love it. Gordon Ramsay, Chef Marco Pierre White. Shout out to you, Kyle. I know you're listening. That's our guy. Um, You know, they just don't fuck around. They'll be screaming at you, telling you to go F yourself. And, you know, they're calling your mother names and you're probably crying, but inside you're laughing at them. You just can't handle yourself. Because I know for me, personally, it's it's tough for me to, like, take serious, you know, me getting yelled at by somebody who eats jellied eels and Vegemite. You ever try that shit? Disgusting. Nasty. Bangers and mash, different story. But jellied eels and shit like that, you can't yell at me. Lower your voice. I eat meatloaf, bitch. I'm immune to this shit. But seriously, like, go check out Flushed Away. Any Oddman film, I dare you. You don't enjoy it, I'll pay for a month's subscription to Netflix or your streaming service of choice. Okay? It just, for me, it brings back simpler times. It reminds me of simpler times. Like, like for example, remember when you could call, like, a restaurant? You like a food chain place and actually speak to the person in the store. Remember those days? Remember how nice that was? What a time, huh? Ah, to ponder. Like, for example, this week I'm driving around. I'm on Newport Avenue, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm going, for some reason, I got this hankering for a Caesar salad. I'm going, where the fuck am I going to get a Caesar salad? And I also don't want to pay an absorbent amount of money. I could go to Cello's, but they're probably going to bang me for like $25, you know? I go to Angelo's in Cumberland. They got these, like, the best buffalo grilled chicken salad you'll ever have in your fucking life. Trust me on this. $30 out the door. And of course, I mean, I get extra grilled chicken on it, but I mean, what the fuck? An extra $3 in chicken, I don't know if that really equates to $30. And I mean, I I do it because I have to. You know, when you want something that bad, that's what you do. But I'm saying to myself in the car, I'm going, I don't want to blow all this money. So I do the one thing that I know the, I, I call the only place that off the top of my head I know I've seen that they have it. And that's Domino's. I know. I know. Stop. Please. Please. I know. Okay? But, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt. I said, you know what? Let me call Domino's up. Easy. Simple. Call it in. Usually they're pre-made. It'll be, it, it's already done. It's in a package. You know, in and out. I'll be, I'll be in and out of the store Fucking three minutes tops. This phone call, non-existent. That's how quick it's going to be. So I call up, and it says, you know, this is going to be recorded. Yeah, whatever. You know, what isn't recorded nowadays, you know? And I get it. You got to protect your neck. But I wait a second. Next thing you know, it goes beep, boop. And 
I hear you you just know when you're getting transferred to a call center. At least I do. I can just hear the background noise that's that's nine times out of ten louder than the person who you're on the phone with, you know? As if them not speaking English wasn't bad enough. They've got like a a fucking quinceanera or like a a a a, 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 a special day celebration happening behind them. I was on the phone with somebody at my bank about six months ago, and they were literally he was literally in the living room. Right, I'm assuming, of course, he was in the phone, so I can't see him. But I'm from my from my assumption and my best guesstimate. He was in his living room, which was probably connected by a nice, beautiful, large, probably 10 to 12 foot archway separated from his kitchen dining room area, from his living room. And they are singing happy birthday, and it was so fucking loud. And I mean, I started singing along. I'm not going to lie. I started singing along. And the guy says to me, oh, you can hear that? I said... It's all I can hear. What the fuck do you mean? Can I hear that? Can you hear me over that shit? You know? Like, how old are they? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. So I think he went in the bathroom. He goes, oh, let me move to a different area. So you just, you know that sound. You know the way that it sounds. like, And it's like echoey. You know they've got the headset on. So the mic really sounds like shit. So I calls up Domino's, beep boop, gets transferred to a fucking call center. I'm not even kidding. This call lasted nothing short of eight minutes. I'm like, and then, you know, I order a Caesar salad, and I, I, I don't know, I, I'm a goof. You know, I'm the type of person to put ranch on a Caesar and not use the Caesar. If that makes sense, I just like the cheese they put on it. They put this white cheese on it that I like. So that's why I ordered the Caesar. But, you know, I say to the lady, I go, all right, and then give me two sides of ranch. She goes, oh, we don't have ranch. I go, what do you mean you don't have ranch? She goes, oh, there's a national shortage. I go, this is fucking insane. So not only did I stay on the phone for eight minutes trying to place this order, but now you're going to tell me there's no fucking ranch? And she goes, yup. Just like that. Like when you're talking to Nick and Mikey driving up to Maine and you tell them that there's no snow in Skowhegan. No snow. Yup. That's all you get. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I said, fuck it. Just give me whatever you got. I show up. Wouldn't you know it? They got plenty of ranch. I said, oh, the lady on the phone told me that there's a national shortage. He goes, what lady? And he looks at his coworker. She goes, I didn't talk to him. She got all fucking defensive. It said, calm down. They had uh, Kung Fu Panda playing on the fucking screen. I said, what's your Kung Fu Panda? I'm talking to him, you know? So she went back to watching Poe. Um, and I said, no, no, not her. I got transferred to a call center. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, you know, I worked here 25 years ago. He goes, and I, I went and I did something else. For, for years and years, I worked in a factory. But the factory just closed, and now I'm back here. He goes, I cannot fucking believe how difficult it is to take people's orders and, like, get them what they want. 
He goes, it's insane. And I go, you're telling me? I said, I just spent eight minutes on the phone ordering a fucking Caesar salad from Domino's. Insane. So he gave me the ranch for the bubble, you know? I thought of giving him a fiver just as a little thank you, but I'm like, you know what? The recession's about to hit. Let's play it safe. And I put it back in my pocket, but I shook his hand. I said, you know something? As I'm shaking my hand, I point at him. I go, you know something? You're a real American. You're what this country is all about, helping his fellow man. When a man is down and out and the the call centers are telling him that they don't have ranch, you, as an American, come out for your fellow man and hand him that goddamn ranch. And for that, we thank you and I commend you. And he just, he just nodded his head and he goes, I know, just like that. And I walked out the door. But what is it with that? Why are they doing this? Like Jersey Mike's, the same fucking thing. You call and it's weird because every store has its own phone number. If you go into Google, you say, all right, Jersey Mike's in Providence. It'll say a phone number. You go to the one in North Providence, town over. Different phone number. So they are giving you the number to the store, but the store never gets the call. And it goes to the fucking thing. It was the same thing, actually. Now that I think about it, week ago, ordering a wrap, chicken cheesesteak wrap from Jersey Mike's. Make the phone call. Bam. Customer support center. Again, took me fucking forever. All night I was on the phone with them. I mean... Why? Why are we doing this? For what? I hope to God the CEO is listening tonight to this podcast. Please, for the love of woman and child, fix this. Take that shit down. Let it go to the stores. Let these people do their job. Let them work. Instead of watching fucking Kung Fu Panda, you know, and going out having cigarette breaks, Make them answer the phone. But, ah, what are you going to do? This is this is 2023. This is what it's all about here, you know? I'm sorry. It just gets me, it, it just gets me in a fucking uproar. This, it's stupid shit like that, you know what I mean? Just dumb stuff. But, whatever, what are you going to do? In other events, this weekend we had a great time. We, uh, I don't know if I said that on the previous podcast, but we rented a house up in Colebrook, uh, me and the guys. Price was right, and uh, we just pulled the trigger. We did it. So we've got, the, uh, we've got the house for the whole month. Things are great. Love the house. Went up there for the first time this past weekend. Had a blast. Um, Saturday was a little, uh, little bit of a shit show. You know, we went out, uh, I'm sorry, Friday was a little bit of a shit show. Went out, uh, had got fucking uh, rerouted in the end of the day. Turned out to be a fucking nightmare. Worst trails in the world uh, up in Pittsburgh right now. I mean, maybe not right now. They've got a couple Pittsburgh flurries, you know, where they get fucking eight inches of snow just from flurries or whatever, you know. But, uh. Oh, my God. You know, you're headed around the Buck Rub area, and they've got literal 
fucking swamps in the middle of the trail. It makes no sense to me. None. You know, you've got a you've got an amazing restaurant and motel or hotel, whatever you want to call it. But you've got the worst trails leading up to it, you know? See me, if I own the place and I'm you know, and this this could be taken as a recommendation or you could say uh, he's just an asshole. But if 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 I owned it, right? I would pay some you know, anybody, some some random guy. I'd say, "Hey, here's a $3,000 four-wheeler." Okay? $3,000 four-wheeler, put a little drag on the back of it and just I want you four times a day to go out and just run this down the trail and get our trails where they need to be because the clubs don't do it. You know, they're little, they're small little local trails to get around. So the clubs fucking refuse to touch them. Wouldn't even dream of it. So here you go. Here's your solution. Give a guy a a four-wheeler with a drag on it or a sled with a drag on it and just have them maintain it all day. You will see the goddamn progress that makes. I mean, literally, we were like, we're turning around here right now. We're making an executive decision. But because four people went, we couldn't fucking do that. So we had to power through it. You should have seen it. The mud was like up to our floor, uh, our uh, our foot panels. Absolutely fucking outrageous. But what are you going to do? You know, it's been warm. Water bars haven't really gotten to freeze up yet. Again, goes back to our thing. Stop talking shit about us having four more weeks of winter. If it hasn't even been cold enough to 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 solidify um goddamn water standing water on a snowmobile trail, it hasn't been that bad a winter. Okay? Take it from me. But uh but besides that, Sunday, uh Saturday rather, see I had a long weekend so everything got fucked up in my mind. So Saturday we went out, we had a great time. We uh I think yeah, Friday and Saturday. If you've if you've never seen these, you gotta look them up. So there's there's these birds called Canadian jays. They're little plump gray, white, and black birds, and they are like the coolest thing since sliced bread. And what they do is, if you put like usually we'll carry like granola, or I had some oyster crackers from lunch. You put those in your in your in your in your snowmobile bag, and you can crumble them up. You put them in your hand, and all you got to do, you know, and obviously this is certain spots, usually really high elevations where they like to be. You put your hand out, and they come right down. They stand in your hand. They eat, and then they take off. And what they do is they take the food out of your hand, and then they fly back to their nest and they stash it. I like to. A lot of people call them gray jays. Um, I like to call them snack snatches, you know? They're just so cool. They'll land right on your sled, right on your hand, on your head. They don't care. They don't discriminate. So, like, three times this weekend, I fed the grays, the the snatches, and, uh, oh, my God. It's just, it's like, it's a mind fuck. Because you look at a bird like, 
this bastard's never going to land in my hand. He wouldn't dream of it. You know, you're down here in Mass or Rhode Island. A fucking bird will look at you like, are you out of your mind? Not at high elevation. These guys are like primed and ready. They're like, there ain't no fucking food around here. Get him, boys. You know? So it was really cool. So Saturday we fed the birds several times. And we said, well, we're going to go up to, uh, there's an area uh, called Diamond Ridge. Really high elevation. Always cold as shit. Like 10 degrees colder than anywhere else in the area. Um, And there's usually a shit ton of birds up there. Um, And we're like, yeah, you know, this is going to be great. We're going to ride out there. Uh, Fucking Nick likes to take the scenic route. So... We go this really long, convoluted way. Don't get me wrong. Some things to see, you know, pretty nice. Some of the trails are dog shit. Some of them were fantastic. But we go this long-ass way, and uh, we get, oh, probably probably about five miles out from, from, you know, Diamond Ridge. Really close. Like, you know, probably 15 minutes by snowmobile after a three-hour ride, mind you. So we're like, all right, we're almost there, boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, you know, I hear in the helmet, Nick's up front, as usual. He goes, I got to pull over. We got a problem. I said, oh, my God. Now, snowmobiles are operated by belt still. You know, you think after all these years, we'd have figured out some fucking foolproof design that never wears down or whatever or lasts long. Nope. We're the last in the game to have fucking rubber belts, rubber bands, basically, you know, turning our track so we can go. And I'm trying to, I'm oh, I, note guys that I'm trying to put this into layman's terms so you can somewhat understand. So anyway, he says we got major problems. So he pulls over, we pop his panels open so you can see his engine and everything like that. And his belt is just blown to shit. Million pieces. Didn't completely shatter, but it was, like, completely fucked up. So, we put a uh, air quotes new belt on it. Get him back on the trail. Said, all right, take it for a spin. He goes about 30 feet, turns around, comes back. Nope. Feels the same. Opens the panel. This air quotes new belt is completely clapped out. Already, brand new belt, shot. Now, again, took us three hours to get out there. It's fucking freezing. It's cold. It's like 15 degrees. And this guy's got a blown belt on the peanut. We call it the peanut because he's got a small engine, but he gets down. I'm like, this could not be any worse. So, Mikey and I, Nick's father... We fucking, uh, we make the decision. Him and I are going to fly back to the house, go get the trail, the the, the trailer, um, and then drive up to the nearest intersection and grab these guys. Jared is going to hook a tow strap up to his sled that is notorious for overheating and tow Nick out of the woods, which (laughs) Jared... Is sitting there going, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll go. Now, like we said in the previous podcast, Jared couldn't find his way out of a plastic bag, let alone traverse through a series of trails and, and work maps and shit like that. 
me and Nick of the Navigators, bar none, period. And I know he's listening, rolling his eyes, but that's fine. He knows it. So, uh, so I said, no, I'm going to go, you know, we'll get back. And my fuel is like at, if I've got, if I've got eight bars, you know, each one signaling, you know, uh, like a certain percentage of the tank, you know, so one would be, you know, an eighth, two would be two eighths, you, you get it, you know, a quarter, you get it, you know, so my fuel gauge is reading like three bars, which is below half, not good, not optimal for where we are, there's no gas stations anywhere in the vicinity, now, my my nerves are up because Jared has the same sled pretty much overall. We usually are right on par with the amount of fuel we use, okay? Here's the problem. Jared's fuel gauge isn't working. And Jared was riding a little bit harder than I was all day. I was kind of just fucking around, pepeing around in the back, just more or less enjoying the scenery. I, I've For some reason this year, I've like, I've taken a liking to kind of enjoying the moment, right? So I'm looking around. I'm I'm enjoying the scenery. I'm not balls out like the past previous years. I still will do that. Um, We certainly did do that the past few weeks. But overall, I like to enjoy myself. So I'm saying to myself, fuck, if I've got three bars, Jared's got three bars. He might even have two. A qu- you know, a quarter of a tank or less, and he's got a tow nick out of the woods, we might have a fucking problem here. So, long story short, Mikey and I blast back. We got back in, like, now, mind you, it took us, like, three hours to get up there. We got back in, I would, if I had to guess, 40 minutes. It was fucking amazing. And... We got back. Uh, there was a gas station not too far. You know, it was like two trail intersections away from the house. Boom. Went there. Got some gas. Fucking perfect, you know. Um, just just made it by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. I was down to one bar. I was turtle-headed. I was fucking nervous. And all the while, we got no communication with Jared and Nick. We don't know where they are. We don't know if they made it to the nearest intersection. We have no idea. You know, so we show up, we grab the big trailer because we're like, you know what? It's got one sled in it. God forbid they ran out of gas. We can, you know, take this, run over there, give them some gas. Boom, boom, boom. We can do what we got to do. Now, again, it's like 15 degrees, really, really cold. And, you know, yeah, we're bundled up and shit like that. But when you're sitting stagnant and the wind is hitting you for, you know, an, an incredible amount of time in which sometimes you have to wait, you never know what could happen. Frostbite, sometimes death. It, it gets it gets hairy. Being broke down on a trail is not where you want to be ever. Unless it's a bluebird day, 40 degrees out, you know, end of season. Who gives a shit, you know? You can have a snowball fight with yourself. Fucking keep yourself entertained. But we grabbed the trailer. It took us longer to get up to where they were than for in a car than it did for us to get back on the sled. It took us, like I said, about 40 minutes if I had to guess. 
by car an hour and I think it was an hour and five minutes. Fucking nuts. So we get up there. They're like frozen stiff. We, we see them. Jared's jumping up and down, flailing in his arms, you know, and uh, just craziness. So we throw the sleds in the trailer. We get the fuck out of Dodge and uh, get back to the house. We're kind of looking at it, saying, what's going on here? Made a nice pot roast and, uh, you know, had a nice dinner. And we're looking at it. The neighbors came over, introduced themselves. Going to be a crazy, crazy month. These these neighbors, the whole neighborhood seems like it's just a fucking giant party. Guy across the street's got a cannon. It's like a 10-foot-long cannon that when he fires, it shakes the whole fucking neighborhood for a, uh, for a half a mile radius. Um, it's going to be lit. Um, the guy pulls up. He's on the back of his wife's sled, hanging on for dear life with a bear in his hand. Just great people. Just who you want around, you know? But uh, but we looked at it. You know, we're all poking and prodding at it. Don't know shit. We're like, yeah, we think it's this. Yeah, we think it's that. You know, ended up being none of those. But still had a great time. Fantastic time. Uh, I loved every minute of it, you know? But uh, I'm just like, you know, there's something wrong with this thing because that belt, the second belt shredded. Now, the thing to keep, but, but I, you know, I'm thinking in my head, this fucking guy, this is not a new belt. See, because what Nick does is anything that's not bolted down in my garage, the kid just runs with. So this this applies to toe straps. This applies to ratchet straps. This applies to mockers. This applies to uh, especially... Uh, you know, snow machine belts. I mean, this fucking kid is out of control. And then he gets defensive. This is mine. I want you to know this is mine, he's telling me. I go out, I buy, I spent $40 on ratchet straps. And I'm sensical. He'll go out and he'll buy 3,000 pound, you know, per ratchet straps. So they're like four inches wide. And when you're trying to bolt down your sled, it's literally too big to even use, that's what he, he would buy. But at me, I buy the 1,000 pound, more than enough, you know? Work perfect, clean. These things, they're fresh out the package. Literally, I have, I have a mount in my trailer where I mount them, right on the fucking wall. Nice, neat, cordial. Not in Nick's trailer. Shit's all over the place, right? So shit gets duffed up real quick in his trailer. Well, I got my brand new ratchet straps. I said, you know what, let me... Let me take these with us. Fucking kids, like, don't forget now, these are all mine. I'm like, what is the matter with you? He's like, don't even start that shit. I'm like, this kid is out of fucking control. So knowing him, he probably grabbed some belt that was sitting somewhere, whether it was my garage or somebody else's, and just fucking yossed it into his his, his holder and was like, yeah, yeah, this will work. So he probably put a clapped out belt right back on the fucking thing. But whatever. We'll let him have his, his day in court. The 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 courtroom of tainted judgment, you know? Reminds me of that scene from uh Arrested Development, mock trial with Jay Reinhold. Amazing. Gotta go watch that scene. That's hilarious. But uh 
yeah, let's let's wrap this thing up. Had a good time here. Uh, gonna be a cold weekend, so like I said, set your thermostats to 72. Keep your shit nice and tight. Keep your doors closed. Bundle up. Make a hot cocoa. You know, get jiggy with the wife. Make some body heat. Do what you gotta do to stay warm. We're going north. Come hella high water. And uh, probably not the best decision in the world, but fuck it. We've done it before. We'll do it again. And uh, yeah, that there's that. So have a great weekend, and we'll see you back next week. But before we go, as always, you you guys should know by now. You know what I mean? You, you know the drill, and I know you guys know the drill. It's time for a beautiful song. So this week, we're going to do a song called Turn to Stone by Joe Walsh. This is a song that I listen to while I'm snowmobiling in the helmet, you know, and it just gets me going. Just love the guitar. It's got this beautiful, like, heavy distortion guitar, power chords, ba-da-ba-da-bow, ba-da-ba-da-bow in the beginning. It's fucking bad to the bone. Just It makes me want to get into a fist fight and do 65 miles an hour around a fucking corner in the woods of New Hampshire. You know what I mean? Just gets me fucking going. So go out, give that there a gander, and uh, let me know what you think. All right, guys. Touch back with you next week. Love you. Ciao.